You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. The rising cost of getting college education is making it even more difficult for many parents to balance saving for their own retirement and helping their kids to pay for the college education. So my question today is, should parents put priorities on saving for retirement over saving for their kids' college? And is it really still possible to balance both at the same time? I started to think about this topic as I am going to be a guest speaker on a Chalk Talk monthly discussion that we have here at Main Street Financial Planning where we invite clients and all of our friends and uh, colleagues to ask questions, contribute, participate. And so the topic of funding college education versus funding your own retirement and kind of balancing has been kind of a debate for a very long time. And so I think there's definitely discussions on both sides. There's definitely positives and, you know, not negatives, but opinions about how you should do things and what makes the most sense. And and I think at the end of the day, also, it really depends on what your family situation is. It really depends on what you value the most, right? And it also, of course, at the end of the day, depends of, on what you can fund. So I wanted to kind of give you some ideas today about what to think about, okay? Because it definitely involves a bit of thinking, calculating as well, but let's start with that first. Because if we can apply some thinking or some framework here, then when the time comes to make decision, it's it's a little bit easier one. So I've got a couple things in in, in order that I want you to kind of uh, take a note of. So number one, I want you to use logic to make the financial decision, right? Whether you're doing both, right? Or if you're like a young parent like myself, my son is only not even two and a half yet. We have started saving for his college. That was the thing that we do did right away, right? Especially me being a financial planner and um, kind of, you know, knowing and seeing what other families are doing. So that was kind of the thing that you just did or you started it. And it sort of, it, it, it continues to evolve from, from here because we still have a very long t- time to go. Some of you might be already on that journey where your kids are a little bit older, you've saved a little bit, but now sort of that question comes to mind, like how do I balance this? So what do I put priority on? And the challenge here is that, and that's why I want logic to come in, is that this decision is really definitely involves emotions. It's it's going to be emotional from all angles because it is important to save for your own retirement, it is important to provide that security, right? But it also is just as important and I am like swimming in this boat with you, right? Like I am in this myself with like head to toe. Um, 
in terms of like being emotional about it and, say, and thinking like, well, how can I not do that? How can I not think about it ahead? How can I not prepare for it? And how can I not be saving, right? Or taking the right steps to provide for my child's education. So like if we remove that emotional thing, right? And that's, that's what I want to give you next. Some things to think about where it's not so much emotional. It's more of like, okay, these are the, the smart financial decisions to make, then maybe it will help you be a little bit more sober when you're deciding what kind of college you want to fund or what kind of education, right? Maybe if you're like me, a young parent, you're thinking about, all right, I've got some time, but before college shows up here, maybe there will be a private school I have to pay for. So there's like more stops along the the pathway that you have to make in terms of making that decision. So let's look at financial pieces here, right? Because I know you can balance both. Many families do that. So what are some of the pieces there? Okay, let's think about the the actual goal, right, of attending college, the actual goal of retirement, and how does this really tie into what your family wants and what does your child want, Okay. The first question, and of course, I can't ask my two and a half year old whether he wants to go to college. That is what Yuri and I, right, his parents, think is the best. And it's hard when you're making this decision when they're teeny tiny. You don't know what life is going to be like. You don't know what this child is going to turn into. So, like, I get it. Like, I see this now even better. There are these thoughts you have to take into consideration. And maybe it gets easier as they get older. And you kind of seeing what their talents are. Are they really going to be better off going to college or not going to college? And maybe perhaps working is the best option for them or being entrepreneurs, right? Starting a business. And that's where they're going to, that environment is where they're going to strive in the most. Can they go to a community college? So like consider the actual financial goals, what is going to take versus a price tag of a college, right? Because College definitely costs a lot and the cost of education, right, goes up tremendously every year, a lot more than the typical inflation. So can they go to a community college to for the few, for first few years and perhaps save on costs? Because if it's true that, and if you've been to college, I have, first couple of years, you're really started studying the basics. So it doesn't really matter whether they're getting them. I don't know. It's not something I can answer for you every one has a different opinion about that, but is that something you can you can start to kind of balance, right? So this is that balance that we're trying to accomplish. So trying to trying to really have a good grasp about what is it that you want to pay for college, where you want to send them, what is it going to cost, and what else are you trying to accomplish? So then I want you to think about how can we maximize these savings opportunities? Like if we know we have to save for both, where are we going to start where are we going to put all of our eggs or are we going to spread them into different baskets? And of course, I think considering retirement being your top priority because it's going to be the longest, right? It's going to take a lot more effort. So having that sort of be the priority or being first and college second might be a framework for your family to adopt. But here's some things where you can maximize the savings opportunities and maybe perhaps you can balance the two and do both at the same time right or have the same weight in terms of how important they are so here are some kind of ideas look for where you can get 
if you have a retirement plan at work, other matches that you're getting from your employers. Can you can you save at least as much as the match, right? A lot of times you get 3% match, 4%, sometimes 5 or even more, right? There are employers that are a lot more generous than that. So those are the free monies that you're looking for or additional savings. I shouldn't say free. You work for that, but... Um, you know, beyond what you're already saving. Are you, have you explored options such as Roth or traditional IRAs? Like, do you, can you fit into those additional savings, right? In order to give, give yourself, yourself a boost. Then I want to start to think about how the savings that you're going to do for college, right? Or if you've been doing some savings, like if it's the traditional 529 plan, how can you like, look at opportunities to save more. Can you cut costs? Can you set up auto deposits? There are lots of different programs um, out there. For example, you promise has an option where you can save additional monies right into the into the 529 plans if you participate in certain programs. There are credit cards that give you cash back to put back into the 529 plan. So like the it goes from there if you really really want to get into this. I also really found this particularly useful in my family. And before I had Liam, it was really just kind of the idea, but, and my dad really got on board with it. But I mean, there's only so many toys we can buy. There's only, Liam loves books. And I, I and I said, personally, that's something that I'm willing to spend money on. But everything else, like, you know, whatever gifts somebody wants to give you, that's the money that could be going in the 529 plan. And, and maybe it's $50 and maybe it's $100 here and there. But over time, it really does add up. I actually had clients the other day who talked about that they just set up savings accounts for these kinds of contributions. And their kids are a little bit older. They're like five and seven. And so they already have a few thousand dollars accumulated in those savings accounts. Now, you don't have to dump it into to the 529, but it could be a little fund, right, for them to... To, to use later, it could be for the education, it could be for the new laptop, it could be for whatever, but just the idea that um, where we traditionally spend money, could that be redirected, okay? Now, we know now where all these um, monies are going in terms of like the types of accounts, we can look for opportunities, and, and now I think the next layer, and if we're doing this early enough, right? If we are looking into the, at this, at the juncture, for example, like you're a young parent starting out, right? Or uh, maybe you having more kids. How the actual portfolio is set up probably makes a lot of difference as well. So I want to kind of get into the little bit of the weeds there, but really more of a structure. So I would think that you need to have at least two different distinct portfolios, right? Specifically dedicated one to your retirement and then one to funding the college education. And then a kind of a newer idea or interesting concept, I would say, um, where you kind of sort of on the fence, okay, I've got my baseline retirement, it's all looking good, I can dedicate funds to saving for college, but maybe perhaps, I'm not sure, maybe my child is going to go to more expensive school, or like, I want to have that option for them to go to more expensive school, can I be dedicating more funds for that type of a goal, right? So it's basically like additional layer. So something cool that I found interesting in the, the concept of using Roth IRAs to save for not only your retirement, but also potentially using those funds for college because Roth IRAs have lots of interesting features. The one that money that you contribute into that account goes, goes in already taxed. 
So whatever growth happens and earnings happen inside that account is not taxable if it's used for retirement. But there's different stipulations and options for you to take funds out if you want to fund the education expenses with those particular money. So I would call that portfolio a sweet portfolio so that Maybe you maybe you never get to that point where you have to spend beyond what your college funding is, right, or going to be, um, or college-funded portfolio. And this account is kind of like that additional layer. So I want you to think about, I'm not going to get into like details of the, 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 the you know, the allocation of the taxes, tactics, what you need to have in terms of stocks and bonds. And so I just want you to think about the timeline. The more time you have, the more aggressive you probably want these portfolios, right? to be set up, or maybe they're just accounts, just have to be a huge portfolio. One account is already a portfolio. So think about that. The more time you have, give it more work, right? If you're getting closer to needing the funds that you need probably to scale back to make sure that the funds are there when you actually starting to draw on these goals. So I wanted you to just to kind of start to explore this balance thing. Uh, I think it's possible um, I, I think it's it's going to take its phases, right? The younger you are, the sooner you start. It may be a smoother in terms of like the bigger transitions in the phases where you like focus a lot more on the college savings versus your retirement or you do it at the same time. I know you can't take the emotion out of this. It's just it's just impossible. And I, I also think that it's it's not really being selfish if you if you're one of those families that you decide that your kids need to take more skin in the game, and that's okay. I had to pay for my college education. My parents contributed what they contributed. The rest was on me. So, um, And there's plenty of examples. Yuri has quite a bit of a different situation. He had a scholarship, a full tuition and room and board scholarship, so his family didn't pay for it out of pocket, right? But what, you know, the question always came up in my head is like, well, what did they do ahead of time in order for, for him to get to be ready, right, to be qualified to get that scholarship. So, or maybe you really straight out think that student loans is a way to go for your kids. It really is a personal strategy. It's really a strategy that fits well with your child. But it is not being selfish if you want to focus on making sure you're taken care of. And I think it's really more about being realistic, what really works and how you can fit it in into your overall roadmap or money roadmap. That's all I've got for you today, my friends. Thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review. I'd love to hear your thoughts or feedback on this topic. I think there's definitely a lot more for us to discuss. I'm excited for the next phase of this podcast. Lots of new things coming up your way. So stay tuned for um, a new announcement. And until next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time. 
such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.